0: To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oils, soft gels, and gummies. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's springtime in New York, and that means it's a great time to have a conversation with Layla Muton and to answer your questions. Questions at drhoffman.net. Yeah, we've had kind of a, a cold, rainy, windy uh, early part of the spring. Yeah. And finally, we're getting the breakthrough weather this week that we've all been yeah. waiting for. It went from like, it was like the 40s and 50s and today up to about 70 and tomorrow in the yeah. 80s. And man, spring fever is going to be busting out.
1: I was just out and out walking around my neighborhood over the weekend, enjoying the porch. I got the porch already. to so just sit and... But-
0: put some smiles on sun. on grim-faced new yorkers yeah <laughs> yeah so that'll be good uh all right so uh eight our destination for questions is questions at drhoffman.net i was about to give that the phone number for my radio show i'm discombobulated because uh-huh. no this is not my live weekend radio show that number is eight seven 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 two six eight two five five. Why I should care, even if we're not in the air, is that you can call 877-726-8255 and record a question. Mm -hmm. So lots of ways you can get questions to us here. Um, But we've got a mailbag full of questions. Before that, I wanted to share something with you that uh, I shared with my listening audience during our weekend show. Uh, It's a study Mm -hmm. in the journal... (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) It's in the ESPEN Clinical Nutrition Journal, which mm-hmm. is a leading nutrition journal. Uh, ESPN, ESPEN, is not a sports TV. I was going to say. No, you used well, to work for. ESPN. I used to work
1: at ESPN. This
0: is ESPEN. Right. Uh, there's something the the European Society for Parenteral and Nutrition. I think that's what it is. Okay. So ESPEN, uh, as opposed to Aspen. Which is kind of a cool Aspen acronym, yes. because Aspen, Not we're not talking about that exclusive mountain ski resort. We're talking about the American Society for Pereneral and Enteral Yes, nutrition. yes. So anyway, they got this study published here, because it's, it's legit. Mm-hmm. It's a randomized control trial. Check out the title. Pre-meal almond load decreases postprandial glycemia adiposity, which is another word for fatness, mm-hmm. and reversed... Pre diabetes to normal glycemia, a randomized controlled trial. Mm. Uh, I believe the study was done in India based on the names of the authors. Uh, And in this study, we report that the inclusion of a pre meal load of almonds, 20 grams of almonds, 30 minutes before the main meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, leads to a significant decrease in postprandial hyperglycemia. So, what is Fancy word translate postprandial hyperglycemia
1: after meal high blood sugar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, postprandial means after after meal after eating.
0: And mm-hmm. correspondingly, a reduction in serum insulin levels. We know that uh, as you become insulin resistant, your insulin goes up, 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 up. Yes, it actually promotes fat storage. Yes. And by the way, since it's an Indian study, this is a big problem in South Asian countries because the uh, there's a very high propensity to type two diabetes, presumably sure. because of the ancestry of people who underwent periodic famines and starvation and now Mm -hmm. have access to 24-7 food. Yeah. And westernized food.
1: Yes, more westernized food. And
0: also a propensity towards, uh, shall we say, more uh, low-protein, higher-carb diets, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. promote that. Okay, so they say it also leads to a statistically significant reduction in body weight, Mm -hmm. BMI, Mm -hmm. waist circumference, and Ooh. subscapular and super iliac skin folds. Why is that important? That's the old fashioned way that you determine body composition. Yes,
1: with the calipers. Yeah, so this the... is,
0: I mean, you can do it via. When well, um... you can
1: pinch an inch, remember that ad? Or yeah, something?
0: right. So that you, I mean, ex- it really requires expert people to do this right because yes. they have to go to the right places. It really
1: truly depends on the user. Yes. Because yeah. you could do it wrong. Yes,
0: yeah. yes. And. Here's an extra added bonus. Improved hand grip strength. Why that's important? And I'm thinking of getting a hand grip meter for my practice here because uh, hand grip is an important... It's a proxy. It's a proxy for longevity. Yes. And it really speaks to frailty. Yeah. And to the extent that you preserve hand grips, Mm -hmm. you are more likely to live Mm -hmm. decades longer. Yeah. So the (laughs) conclusion is there's a promising effect of reversal of normal glucose regulation similar... To Acarbose and metformin. So it's a drug like effect. Acarbose is a not that popular diabetes drug because what it does is it basically acts like a sponge in the GI tract and prevents digestion of um, uh, carbohydrates so that they run through you. It's kind of like, you know, like uh, the bean extract, you know, Mm -hmm. white bean extract. So Mm -hmm. you get like very gassy and yeah. bloated and you know exactly no good and we don't so, digest right but so interesting mm-hmm. by the way they they do note what i just said in the introduction asian Indi- indians show rapid conversion from pre diabetes to type 2 diabetes novel dietary strategies are needed to regress arrest this progression by targeting postprandial hyperglycemia uh so what they did is they gave 20 grams of almonds to people 30 minutes before major meals And so, do you know what that translates to in terms of the number of almonds?
1: Uh, One ounce is typically about 23 almonds, depending on their size. But how does that translate to grams? 30 grams, grams, one ounce is 28.35 grams. So, it's almost about an ounce. So, you're talking about a palmful or a small handful of almonds. So, we're probably talking between... Twenty and twenty-five almonds, depending on the size of the almond.
0: Actually, I, in this study, by my calculation, I thought it was even a little less because it's it's twenty-five grams of almonds.
1: Twenty-five grams. Oh, yeah, that would be it. Would be is, less.
0: I'm sorry. It's Slightly tw- under sorry, an sorry. ounce. So, twenty almonds is twenty-five grams. Could be. And so, yeah. to achieve twenty grams, you could do that with like high teens. You know, sixteen sure. or eighteen. Sure. Almonds. Yeah. Which is not that much.
1: It's not a lot, but it's enough. To stave off hunger to keep you from overeating, right but it's also, I think setting up the blood sugar. Right. So anything that you're eating after that is already being blunted by the almonds in your stomach, which right. is a nice bit of protein and fat. right besides all the beautiful micronutrients in there, you know, it may help. slow
0: the absorption of the yes. carbohydrates, yes and uh, it um, affects satiety. yes, Transit time. it may have a microbiome effect of some kind. Absolutely. Here's a problem. Hmm. I eat almonds a lot, uh-huh. but I eat them for dessert.
1: Oh, that's nice. So that's then, good. so yeah. I put
0: on the feed bag, and then I eat the almonds. So I get the extra calories without the benefit okay. in terms of reducing my food intake.
1: Well, you could you could afford to have I the extra to. calories, right? So I can. You, you I can. work out like a fiend. I, I do. I do. So, so uh, yeah.
0: So yeah, I, I'm not particularly worried about achieving yeah. weight loss, but I, I, I maybe I may try this as an experiment. You know, flip the switch. Yeah. Uh, Be a human guinea pig on this and see what happens.
1: I always tell people, I always tell folks to carry around some nuts, Mm -hmm. to tie them over. If they can't make it to lunch on time, they're too busy. If they can't make it home for dinner on time, to tie them over so they're not so hungry that they can't get enough food on their fork, right? Right. That's when we tend to overindulge as well.
0: However, do you ever encounter patients who we put on a low-carb diet, we say, you know get rid of white bread and get rid of refined carbohydrates flour products get rid of uh, excess grain cereals pastries yes. cookies and Chips. stuff like that yep and then they're not losing weight and then you discover that
1: they're overdoing the almonds or any nuts Any nuts, because there there's a lot of calories there calories yep. do count yep. Yep. at the end of the yep. day yep. so you want if you're gonna eat a cup full of almonds you're yep. easily getting five six hundred calories oh, yeah. that would, that's like a meal uh-huh.
0: But so the so the so the idea is, if the people desire the nuts, maybe they should use front load the nuts. That's it to to sort of reduce their food intake during a main meal. Absolutely, front load
1: the nuts. It blunts the impact on blood sugar, and the less your blood sugar spikes up, as you may if you're eating a high carb meal, the less insulin comes out, and then the less uh, uh, impact on fat storage, putting you in in a fat storage metabolism.
0: I wanna see yeah. how, how long they did this work. They said they did it for three months. Oh that's three months.
1: That's pretty good amount of time as opposed okay. to
0: like so two weeks. What I want let's see, we're in April now. I wanna yeah. I want feedback from some people may be excited about this. They may undertake this experiment. Yeah. Do it faithfully and we want to hear from you in July. Yes. In this summer. Right. And I really would like to get some, some real world feedback. I yeah. mean look, we're not doing a double blind placebo controlled trial with, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, informed consent here and exactly. institutional uh, approval here, but we would yeah. know, like to do a little informal study among our listeners, intelligent medicine listeners, who, if you want to undertake this and you can't get a hold of Ozempic, Munjaro, I hear that there's tremendous shortages on Yes,
1: that. and you don't want to take that anyway because of all those nasty side effects.
0: Right. We can get into that, but yeah. I'm sure we will at various times. We've talked a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so, um, anyway, this I think it's kind of interesting.
1: It's a great it would be a great test. And and uh it could be it doesn't just have to be almonds. They use almonds in this about twenty five grams, just just slightly under an ounce. Maybe you're gonna have ten or twelve macadamia nuts. I'm trying to, to resemble yeah, yeah, you right. know, maybe you don't like almonds or you're allergic yeah, to it. It could yeah. be hazelnuts, filberts, it could be pecans or right. walnuts or Something like that. But about that amount.
0: I'm pretty sure that they could... Stachios
1: repli- are my favorite.
0: They could replicate this study in whatever country where the national nut is something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to to uh, juice the sales of yeah. whatever their yeah. uh, national uh, and, product And you is. know,
1: it's interesting because the almond board has a really nice ad. It's called one, two, three, meaning one ounce equals about 23 almonds.
0: Mm-hmm. So...
1: It's
0: a nice little little memory. I'm looking for a conflict of interest statement here. And since this study was done overseas, it's less likely that it was sponsored by the nut board or Uh, the almond board. Because actually you'll sometimes see studies that show like uh, eating pistachios improves your... uh, reverses erectile dysfunction increases uh, sexual satisfaction, blah, 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 or something like that. And then you see there's a little disclaimer saying that This is sponsored by the pistachio board. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's plausible because these Mm -hmm. healthy foods improve circulation, deliver nitric oxide. Okay, I get it. Yeah. But, you know, do they make you sexier? I'm not sure.
1: Right, right. Exactly. So, anyway, great study. And it's a randomized controlled trial, which is said to be the gold standard. So, here we are. And it's
0: news you can use. Absolutely. Right. Of practical import. Yeah. Unlike 99.9% of the stuff that we read.
1: Right. True. My goodness. So, oh. Let's remember, get to questions. Yeah. Remember last week we had somebody asking about. Can they take baking soda long term for right. their GERD because it would take care of their symptoms immediately? Right. Well, Bonnie was listening to that podcast. Right. And she says, "I listened to your Q&A and I heard a question from a caller who'd successfully been using baking soda for many years to manage his GERD, but you raised some concern about the amount of sodium he was ingesting. An alternative could be a sodium-free mineral bicarbonate formula called Trisalts." Yes. Ding ding ding. Tri salt yeah. is something we used to prescribe <laughs> I know, quite I know. a bit. I know. We forgot about it. Bonnie, thank you for reminding us. Right. Because trisalts contains only calcium, magnesium, and potassium bicarbonate. So about mm-hmm. a half teaspoon and about four ounces of water has an immediate alkalizing
0: effect. Right. So and you could find this on full script right. as well. So I yeah. will mention that uh, one of the main uses of trisalts mm-hmm. was to Reduce the severity of allergic reactions in chemically sensitive individuals. They would have a, like a reaction. They'd go into, you know, a supermarket down the detergent aisle and then they would need some sort of rescue remedy. And I'm not sure whether it was partially placebo, whether there's actually a physiologic mechanism by which you alkalinize your system and it, it somewhat attenuates allergic reactions. But that was the pitch anyway.
1: Yeah. Do you remember the use allergists would use it? Well, allergists in the know. Yeah. Alka Seltzer Gold. Right. For that in particular. Yes. Just the one tablet, not right. two necessarily. Right. And Taking why Alka Seltzer
0: Gold? Because it didn't have aspirin in it. Regular Alka Seltzer has aspirin. Do you really want to burn a hole in your stomach? Exactly. Or you know, no. Yeah. So Alka Seltzer Gold was just the effervescence. Mm-hmm. And it was nicely mm-hmm. prepared. Yeah. So that, you know, convenient, uh, just carry a little packet of it around. Alka Seltzer Gold.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: that was really something. Yeah. I haven't heard that strategy Lately, but it was a popular strategy. It was
1: a very popular strategy about 34 30 years ago Or so yeah, or even 40 years ago. How old was I about 20? Oh, yeah, that was really that was a thing Okay, it was really a thing.
0: That's a thing and i well remember that. Yeah
1: <laughs> Okay So we've got a question here and she sends us an article
0: From the Washington Post. Hmm. I saw that article. I think I know what you're about to hit me with. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with your best shots. Fire away. Yeah.
1: Well, Pat Benatar and her husband just made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was last year. (laughs) I watched the whole four-hour thing on HBO. Anyway, (laughs) never mind. So, um, Julie writes, the Washington Post article ran in March. Probiotic supplements may do the opposite of boosting your gut health. It stated that probiotic supplements can disrupt the balance of bacteria in the intestinal tract, Of healthy people I'd like your opinion
0: okay so you know my first reaction to it was oh there goes the Washington Post again with anti supplement propaganda yes but I suspended my disbelief and I read the article Mm -hmm. and to some extent it's reasonable because I think the way that we use probiotics these days is we tend to use single species or even you know two or three species at very high doses Mm -hmm. And we don't know necessarily what the effect is going to be because it's different strokes and different folks. Some people might get a great reaction. Some people might get an adverse reaction. Uh, They may crowd out other beneficial bacteria. They may, uh, Mm -hmm. in fact, if you, some studies have shown that if you give uh, people with suppressed immune systems too many probiotics, they'll get um, bacterial overgrowth, which could even result in bacteremia. It could go into the bloodstream. So uh, Mm -hmm. you could cause lactic acidosis. You know, These are uh, lactobacillus uh, bacteria. In normal people, that's not a problem. In people who are already, uh, say, in intensive care or or suffering from septic shock or something like that. A
1: probiotic may not be the best. They're they're going
0: to get excess lactic acid production. Mm -hmm. So you don't want lactic acidosis from Mm -hmm. too many uh, lactic acid producing bacteria um, so you know on the other hand I think I mean that's why I'm a fan of Dr. Here's probiotic because it's more like a pro. it's more like a fermented it's food like a,
1: it's a prebiotic and a probiotic a prebiotic really and a complete... postbiotic
0: and it has yes a, and a symbiotic and it has uh, something which uh, is uh, cultured for many years like a fermented food uh, in yes you know, so, like five years. So I don't think yeah. that is as perilous mm-hmm. and usually beneficial. Absolutely. Uh, so this it,
1: article is also comparing probiotics to fecal transplant. Right, plant. Right. Guess which one wins? Fecal transplant. Right. But hey, who's going to opt for that? Right.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'll take the probiotic. I mean, menu.
0: you know, just go down <laughs> to the know? health food store and like uh, buy poop pills. I don't think that's going to happen in the exactly,
1: near future. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you could, be crowding, you could be crowding out other microbiota, but you know, they're saying you want to eat a variety of vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, all of that kind of thing for the good healthy microbes. We're not suggesting you don't eat healthy right. food and just take a probiotic.
0: That's always the pitch in these articles. Uh, honestly. Stupid people, you know, you think you're going to fix your gut with these yeah. pills. No, just eat a healthy diet. Well, the vast majority of people who take supplements are already really diet conscious and they're already eating super healthy diets. They're just augmenting the benefits of healthy. It's not like a a dichotomous thing, binary choice, uh, eat a healthy diet or take vitamins and supplements.
1: Yeah. And the other thing they compared to is if you're taking probiotics because you were taking a round of antibiotics to re-inoculate the gut with healthy uh, biota, Uh, they were talking about the microbiomes of people who took the probiotics had not returned to normal even after five months. Right. And they had less uh, 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 com- diversity, diversity, microbiome, right. compared to the controller or the transplant people. But you're comparing it to transplant. But hey, you didn't talk about what they're eating here. If they're on a poor right. diet, they may not get the...
0: In the, 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 the article, they also didn't the talk result. about uh, uh, fungal uh, probiotics, pro, mm-hmm. uh, which are... Uh, like Saccharomyces, which yes. actually Saccharomyces has been shown to have better effects in preventing antibiotic-associated diarrhea, mm-hmm. and C. difficile, in yeah. fact. And it's actually on hospital formulary Saccharomyces now to treat C. difficile. Uh, they also, um, you know, I think this the science of probiotics is in its infancy, and I think we're sort of throwing darts at the dartboard, and we'll have a better idea in the future of which species... Sure have clear-cut benefits in which patients. And we may be able to kind of, just the way that we're targeting uh, chemo and uh, immunotherapy, we may be able to... Make uh, it more
1: personalized.
0: Personalize it. In other words, like what's going on in a person's gut? What are they missing? What are they likely to respond well to? profile the gut via stool sample and then have a better idea of how to address gaps in their Mm -hmm. microbiota.
1: And you know they're they're saying eat fermented food instead, but hey, if you've got a gas problem or something, sauerkraut may not be the best op- appetizing thing for right. you to eat right now. Right. You know, it's that kind of a thing. Right. It may add, you know, insult to injury.
0: Well, the, in fact, SIBO yeah. is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Yes. So people who have SIBO who have a lot of gas, bloating, and uh, I- IBSD, IBSD, D, yeah. that we actually want to uh, discourage mm-hmm. the proliferation of bacteria. Exactly. So that's where, in a more nuanced article, they might have said, "Well, there are certain circumstances where we would hold, prob- mm-hmm. withhold probiotics." Mm-hmm. So again, it's sort of a um, yeah, they got a little bit of an axe to grind because they're they, do. they, ha- they carry an anti-supplement bias. But you know, Absolutely. I thought that their cautions were in some ways warranted. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it's not just. You know, rabid anti supplement propaganda. They're
1: trying not to look rabid anyway. <laughs> right. I think. So, anyhow, my opinion. Julie, thank you for that.
0: Article. A lot of people ask us to react to those things, but, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I sometimes just say, look, those articles are going to be out there. I don't want to spend all my time pushing back on anti supplement articles. True. Because, you know, methinks thou doth protest too much. Yes. You know, it's... Good point. You know, I I would rather accentuate the positive than Mm -hmm. go on the defensive all the time. True. True. Absolutely.
1: Okay. So, we've got a question from Danny. He's asking about the Atkins diet. Is it a healthy way to eat low-carb? I know nothing about food quality and apparently are not organic thanks so much
0: well okay so we're, we're asking the right person because you worked there I did and I did so what was your take yeah. on it did you okay. see miracles there in, yeah in retrospect you know 20 years hence do you see that maybe there's some corrections we should apply to it mm-hmm. uh, has it stood the test of time yes what say you
1: uh, it has stood the test of time and for those people who cannot afford to go completely organic the diet is still important, even if you're not eating mm-hmm. organic, right It still has the same very powerful impact on your blood, sugar and insulin. It does. even if you're not eating grass-fed beef, mm-hmm. it still helps. Even if you're not eating organic brussels sprouts, it still helps. Of course, you want to eat as clean as possible. But yes, this is absolutely a healthy way to eat low carb.
0: right. You what, know It's what, what
1: everybody is calling keto today is what was Atkins. They, they just, you know, have gotten away where, where from Where I day. had a
0: bit of a quibble with him
1: yeah.
0: was his acceptance of Splenda. Oh, yeah. Because, number yeah. one, it perpetuates cravings for sweets, and number two, it has bad effects on the microbiome. True, sure. And, you know, the other thing is, unfortunately, uh, they commercialized it, and I think yeah. Atkins made the vast majority of his money with the Atkins products.
1: Yes. And,
0: you know, I always felt that he was a little ambivalent about those products, but mm-hmm. it was such a you know great uh money-making venture True. that he uh got behind it lent his name to it yeah and but they i think t- sort of took the spirit of it and they made a lot of processed foods out they of it. they
1: did they made a lot of processed foods containing Splenda, right uh and also co- uh containing a lot of sugar alcohols which we know can be problematic if you overdo it because mm-hmm. it has a laxative effect and a whole lot of, like, soy protein and mm-hmm. things like that that you don't necessarily want to take day right, in and day right, out. Right, right, And everything is sweet. Yeah. We're, we're still contributing. We're still enabling a sweet
0: tooth. Mm-hmm. But the Atkins diet in its pure form, of, you know, very low-carb diet. is very therapeutic. With allowance of fat and animal protein.
1: Yeah, it's uh, very can be
0: helpful. So another quibble that you'll hear a lot is in certain instances people go on the Atkins diet, and while they lose weight, and while their blood sugar improves, yeah. and maybe they reduce inflammation, and, and maybe they feel better, comes down. and their blood pressure comes down, yeah. but then their, their cholesterol may soar, and their ApoB, which is considered okay. a risk factor, may soar yes. because of the high intake of animal fat and protein. So that's a knock on it that they people can't get past that.
1: Here's the thing. They often will go on an Atkins diet and then go running four weeks, six weeks later to their cardiologist to get their lipid panel. Right. That's too little period of time on the diet. You need to wait a full-on three months right. for your lipid profile to change. It doesn't happen within a month or two. Interesting. You've got to wait the 12 weeks. But what you will see... Almost within a few weeks is triglycerides will fall off a cliff. And that's
0: very important.
1: It's fantastic. Yeah. It's an independent risk
0: factor. It is an independent risk factor.
1: HDL will shoot up because you're eating healthy fats, both polyunsaturated and cholesterol.
0: The ratio gets better. A large portion is the beneficial HDL cholesterol. True.
1: And we've done case studies over case studies. We find that even if LDL stays goes up and stays up. The particle gets better. We get more of a pattern A, fluffy, buoyant particle, mm-hmm. LDL, rather than a small, dense, atherogenic pattern B. Right. So this is also
0: important. Yes.
1: The ratio gets better. The particle numbers get better. Yeah. All of it. The triglycerides fall down. Your lipid profile, even if your cholesterol goes up by a few points, right. you have to look at the component parts right. to, to look at it critically. Right. And that's that.
0: I, I agree. That's that. And um, you people know, I think I think wait. that that's why yeah. a lot of the studies show. Well, the Atkins diet's are really bad. They base it on uh, surrogate markers of cardiovascular True. risk True. instead of. I mean, here's the study. The study is take people and put them in a metabolic ward where you can supervise exactly what they eat for twenty years. Oh my. Anybody going to sign up for that? No. And on the one hand, they'll get like a you know a low low fat diet. Yeah. Uh, you know a Neil Barnard or you know oh, Pritikin or, yes. or whatever you call it mm-hmm. these days. Um, versus the Atkins diet. True. And at the end, we'll see who gets who needs coronary artery bypass, who needs yeah. uh, stents, who dies of heart attack, stroke, and so on.
1: True. We got to look at all of that, but
0: that study is unfeasible.
1: It is unfeasible. We can't do it. Yeah, uh, I I did a podcast. It was it was a three episode long podcast, a review article on talking about in the setting of a low carb diet, most people can throw away their statins.
0: Yes. Yes, and yes. that
1: was a watershed yeah. review article where they really took a deep deep dive that's why it took me three podcasts mm-hmm. to go through the whole thing point right. by point and how it's not just about the LDL everybody is nuts about LDL oh my goodness everybody take a deep breath
0: everybody just take a deep how breath how low can you how go how low
1: can you go and they're not paying attention to lipoprotein little a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or homocysteine triglycerides again HSCRP
0: there was just an article yes yeah just an article about the uh, overlooked importance and And how
1: a high blood sugar and insulin causes all of this dyslipidemia yeah Yeah. when you fix that you fix all this dyslipidemia
0: no I'm with you on that so anyway so I I look Atkins uh, amazing guy Uh, I think uh, has a, a positive legacy Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it took a guy with a personality like that to withstand... I mean, he, he is Trump-like in the sense that he, he knew was... He the a, truth. He was... And he, he actually he had a... knew the truth. He actually had a kind of he a... Tr-
1: conviction. He
0: actually had a Trump-like he personality. He did. He was a bull in a china shop kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, the slings and arrows bounced right off him. They
1: did. He had his convictions. I, That's why they bounced off.
0: Yeah. He knew what was true. Even in death, they mocked him because they said, oh, well, he was like 240 pounds when he died. Well, yes, of course, he was... uh,
1: He was a tall guy.
0: He was, well, he was bloated, basically, with the intravenous fluids they put into him. Oh,
1: well, sure. And
0: he... And they said, well, he died of a a heart attack. Well, no, he He died of a traumatic head injury. Right. He died of a traumatic head injury. Yeah. And uh, so, okay. Yeah. And enough said. Okay. So. Let, we're we're going to uh, go to part two. So give us a preview of what we're going to talk about. We divide oh, our podcast into two yeah. parts for those who are unfamiliar with the format. So in part two, give us a preview of what yeah. we're going to tackle. Michelle,
1: Michelle asks, can you speak to the issue of fluoroquinolone toxicity?
0: Okay. Have you been floxed? That's the term for fluoroquinolone. Floxed, toxic. not flummoxed. Floxed. 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 Okay, great <sighs> question. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla Mutin. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. You can send questions to questions at drhoffman.net. We'll be right back.